Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Don Rico Castro, and you're tuning in to the What's in Your Case podcast. The host of the Laugh at Yourself podcast and the host of the Artie and Kevin show, comedian, prior Sacramento roast battle champion. I'm excited to chat with my featured guest and friend, Artie Valenzuela. How's it going, Don Rico, man? Thank you for having me. This is cool, dude. That was that was really professional, man. I feel good. Thank you. That was cool. You like listed my accolades. I'll take that. So you and I have been friends for quite a few years now. Yeah. We met in college. We were in the same club together. You've always been a very funny and witty guy. Thank you. But what was that push that really made you say, I'd like to pursue being a stand-up comedian? You know, the actual push came from my wife, Angela. And you know Angela, but I, I can introduce Angela to your audience, man. Before we got married, I was with her for 12 years. And then we got married. She actually told me to, to try it. It's always been a childhood dream of mine growing up. Like even when I was like six years old, you draw what you want to be when you grow up. And like other people draw like fire fighters and, and policemen and shit. Like I drew a back alley with a neon light that said comedy and like a brick wall. That was what I saw on HBO. I, I wanted to do that. Fast forward to like 28 or 27 or so. I, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. And Angela kind of was just like, hey, you know what? You never tried out stand up. You always wanted to do it. So I went out and looked it up, man, and found an open mic. And that was it. Just kept on going ever since. How would you describe your comedy style? For people who haven't seen you perform, if I were to go, hey, do you want to see Artie do stand up? How would you describe yourself? The thing I like to say is basically, and, and it's hard because you have to relate to it, but when I grew up, the stand-up comedians that I knew, I didn't really know their style. You know what I mean? The style that I probably emulate the most is my uncle just making everyone laugh in the living rooms at a family party. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that style is, but I, I want I want people who do watch me do comedy to feel like I'm just one of the family members making everyone laugh in the room. And that's it's worked for me so, so far. That's the stuff I laugh the hardest at is my uncle making everyone laugh in the room. So I don't know if that's a style. <laughs> just what I want. I want you to feel like I'm the cousin or the uncle. That's just goofy. And do you prefer doing stand-up sets more or have you really taken to roast battle comedy? Oh, I definitely like stand-up sets better. The roast battle stuff, though, it has been fun. I, I got in with it with a guy named Josh Means out here in Sacramento, and he's like our commissioner for the Roast Battle Bay Area crew. And I got in with them when I first started comedy over at Blacktop Comedy in Rockland, which is like an unknown comedy theater now. It's closed down since the pandemic, but they were running roast battles out there, and you know, it was just another spot that a comedian can get on. And I rolled with them tight, man. I just kept on cracking at it. I'm notorious for being a acclimated lead loser, like an acclaimed loser. It just goes to show that I'm always ready to fight, dude. I'm like the fucking Rocky Balboa roast battling, apparently. I just lose professionally. But it's been fun, man. I mean, it's led me to be in L.A. Like, I got to perform at the Comedy Store in L.A. and Hollywood a few times now. I'm going down there again in March to do another roast battle, L.A. versus the Bay. You know, luckily enough, I've been okay at it. So it's it's been really fun. I mean, you hear the worst shit about yourself constantly <laughs> and in the most creative ways by professional joke writers. But, you know, it also forces me to write new stuff all the time and and think of stuff and and really find new ways of making people laugh because it is a very tense thing. And a lot of people like to be mean, but I think funny first always and it, and it usually works out. So funny first mean second. 
Yeah, man. I mean, if you can be mean while being funny, uh, that's going to be a hitter. But it's always funny first, man. Roast battles are not about making the other person cry. It's about making the other person laugh at themselves. Funny first, for sure. That's that's rule one in anything, I think. So one of my favorite jokes that you used to do is the uh, the fuck gnats. <laughs> <laughs> dude, old school bits. I love it. Yeah, I did do a fuck gnats bit, dude. It was, I hate gnats because they just don't... Fuck, what was it? It was something like, they don't have any purpose, and even the G is silent. It was something like that. <laughs> I love it. Don Rico with the old school vid, dude. I love it. Callback, dude. I think that one came about when you were recording promo videos or something on, what, Instagram, was it? You were just recording your stroll, your walk. Yeah, it was, dude. And I mean, like, I got a shout out, you know, Kevin Hart had that pregnant nap bit. That's something that me and my wife always comment on. Anytime we see Nats, but like, it was something where I had my old podcast, uh, which was commuting with McFly, where I used to record in my car, oddly enough. Oh, I had a, I had a little bit with a Nat thing and I just wanted to translate it to the stage. And that's really how I come up with a lot of my jokes, dude. It's just ranting about something one day and then trying to formulate it for a stage. I know another one of your jokes has to do with the way that Manny Pacquiao used to interview after fights. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my closers right now. Or not closers, but one of my big hitters and it's purely because there's not a lot of like Filipino idols that we have, you know what I mean? Like not a lot of entertainers that are Filipino or at least when we were growing up, I should say. Mm-hmm. Now it is a lot different, which is awesome. But I was thinking, you know, as far as making material, what was the thing in my earliest childhood that I had and it was Manny, dude, like forever it was. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're Filipino, you fucking had Manny Pacquiao in your home for a decade you know and he was we were just totally obsessed i'm reintroducing it to the white people (laughs) i want them to know what the obsession was man it's fun but it also you know it's it's something that i've been working on to eventually have a set where i'm talking about the fact that we don't have a lot of people or we didn't have a lot of people growing up and the fact that we have more now is pretty cool man i mean dante basco is a big one. I think you saw him recently at that sack anime thing. That was that's kind of cool. I mean, I used to lie about the rock, dude. You know, <laughs> like it's it's cool to have actual Filipinos in entertainment instead of having to lie about it. I used to lie about Usher that he was mestizo <laughs> just because he could sing and he had a flat nose. Said Usher was Filipino. Now I don't gotta lie, man. Hopefully you don't gotta lie about me, man. I mean, that's the goal. I, I want to. I want more Filipino comics too, not just Joe Coy. Interesting enough being filipino there's that cultural pressure that our parents encourage us to go down certain career paths like doctor lawyer working for the state yeah do you think with the rise of comedians like joe coy that you felt that it's more culturally encouraged to pursue that kind of hell no thing in entertainment i don't think it's culturally encouraged at all I think it's still kind of, cause even, you know, even in my own experience, I have a lot of family that is supportive, but it's to an extent. If, you know, God forbid I have a dry run of months without a show, I would hate for someone who did support me to think like, oh, okay, so I guess it's over. You know what I mean? Like that's one of my worst fears is like that moment of like, oh, so you're done now. And that's not the goal. You know what I mean? The goal is to do this professionally, to do it regularly to maintain a life and still do the dream that I want. That's the ghost always chasing, dude, is to make sure that that I don't feel that. And I feel like I still get that even with the support, even with the support from my family, I could still sense that little bit of like, if it ever ended, would they be thinking that I'm done? Or would they think that I'm just having a little bit of a 
downfall. So yeah, dude, I, I don't think I, I don't think I can ever see it as accepted because it's such a taboo kind of thing, you know, to say I'm funny and to go on stage and be like, you think I'm funny too, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't want to settle, I guess. I don't think I'll ever say it's appropriate because that little bit of pushback is what kind of drives you too. Now, you mentioned me meeting one of your idols recently. Rufio, yes. You did a show in the Bay Area with one of mine, Rex Navaretti. Yeah, man. I was in Salinas with Tito Rex. <laughs> I did a joke during a talent show. I did his SBC packing bit. What, what talent show is this? <laughs> Back in high school, we were, I didn't do like stand up in high school. Uh -huh. I was, you know, in a band, but they set it up to where my band performed not after the intermission but just like in the middle of people so we had a bunch of time to set up and i thought okay well maybe i'll tell some of these funny jokes that i saw on I youtube from rex never ready and I, I went and i did the the spc backing and um it cost us points <laughs> it cost you points yes there was a teacher in the crowd did you do the below job <laughs> the above job the, the above job, job. <laughs> i will get down on my knees uh dude Lost points for it. That's a that's a shame. That should gain points. <laughs> maybe because it was a school setting. And there's family members around, maybe. But what was it I like for it. you to, to meet him? It was honestly surreal. I tried to keep it as cool as possible. I was with a couple other homies that are Filipino that are also like aspiring comics. We were all way in over our heads getting this show, I think. I think we were all in the same boat. Like, what the fuck are we doing here with Rex? But... It was because he knew somebody in Salinas who does a show at the community center annually. And Rex is just that kind of dude that will come through for his boy of like 20 plus years just on a random ass show in Salinas. That was kind of the, the, the vibe I got from him, that he was just like one of the uncles that comes through. Makes you laugh. He did, dude, he did like two hours. I mean, I did 30 minutes and I had two other friends on there that also did 30 minutes. So we did an hour and a half. And I want to say he did like an hour and 45 on top of that. And I mean, there's like titas in there still up, dude. He was making them laugh <laughs> at like 1130 at night. I mean, it was fun, man. It was surreal to see him on stage. I remember as a middle schooler, high schooler, seeing those bootleg DVDs of his sets and never would have thought I'd share a stage with him, let alone him call me funny, him give me a dap after my set. That was crazy. I, I heard him chuckle a little bit. I think it was at one of my jokes. I'm gonna go home and I went home and thought it was. I'm going to keep that shit for life. You know, I'm hoping to, to see him again, dude. I mean, he's like not just a Filipino legend, but like a Bay Area legend, too. You know, he's like a Daily City boy. It, it felt like he was family. And that's what it felt like watching him as a kid. Like you watched your uncle just crack up everybody. Still doing it, dude. Still doing it. Still doing new shit, old shit. Straight professional, man. It was crazy. So what would you say to someone who has thought about pursuing stand-up comedy? Like what encouraging words would you say for them? Make sure you want to do it because there's a lot of sucky parts of it. That's always the first thing is make sure you want to do it. Because once you figure out that you want to do it, then you'll find a way of maintaining the ups and the downs. I always say like push a, the stand up stuff. A lot of people want to come out and, and everyone always says like, oh, I, I've always wanted to try. I, I want to try it. If you want to do it, do it. If you want to do it after the first time you do it, then keep trying. You know what I mean? And keep trying until you don't want to. But. It is something where you have to realize that it's not all, it's not all fun. Like you can bomb and when you bomb, you're going to be bombing in front of people you don't know. And some people will not find you funny, even though you feel like you're the funniest person in the room. It's weird to say like to anticipate 
negativity when it comes to like stand up because it's all laughs and shit. But there's just a lot of downs to it. And I feel like endurance is the biggest part of it all. Well, thank you for being my guest here, Artie, at the What's in Your Case podcast. Are there anything you'd like to promote? Where can people find you online? Or do you have any shows coming up in person? February 23rd at Laughs Unlimited in Old Sack. I'll be with the We Own the Laughs crew with a big headliner, Andrew Arolfo. He was on Joe Coy's special In My Element on on Netflix. And he's a big Bay Area. I think he's now in Los Angeles. Filipino guy. It's going to be an actual Filipino show. So it, the guy who's producing it is uh, Ethan. He's black, but <laughs> but the guys, the, the people he booked are all Filipino, which is amazing. And I hope it was because of what I recommended. I said, like, Sacramento has a big Filipino community that's just like a sleeping giant. And we saw it from our days at Samhong Filipino at Sac State. It's just a community waiting to support, you know, and we just need to give them something to support. And once we start supporting, keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how guys like Joe Coy got big is with all this grassrooted type of following. And of course, let me prove it to you that I'm funny. You know, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. But coming out and supporting and showing other Filipinos from other areas that we're out here too. And it'll make them want to come back. February 23rd, Laughs Unlimited. You can find me on social media at Artie.Valenzuela on Instagram and Artie Laughs on Twitter. There's other shows, but... The Filipino show is the only one that matters, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>